This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men, and you're listening <laughs> to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special Extreme Rules Horror Show Predictions Panel episode of the BCP. Kind of sounds like American Horror Story right now. But right now, you are listening to a cover of Asuka's theme, The Future, by my good friends, and it lives at Breeze. Check them out right now on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. And right now, maybe not so stoked for the pay-per-view, no offense to anyone, not knocking anyone, but I am excited for two big premieres here. On the BCP, first welcome to the show, a longtime friend. You know him from Wrestling IQ 101 podcast, and more notably for always looking fashionable and saving a few bucks at the same time, Mr. Andrew Pace. Andrew Pace, what's up, bro? How are you? Well, first off, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm happy to be here and talking with both you guys. And uh, yeah, thanks again for uh, that plug. It's uh, WIQ 101 on brand.com. Yeah, man, I'm going to get you to say the line at the end, too, man. I can't wait. <laughs> but uh, so happy to have you here, Andrew. But super, super stoked from this one. Please welcome from FowlOriginal.com and Radio Foul, a good brother, uh, a good friend. And let's be frank here, like a, a mentor. It is an honor. We are not worthy. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Foul. What's up, bro? How are you? Oh, thank you so much. Like, what an intro. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Like, uh, I've been trying to. We've been trying to, like... I just like just to say, Rob booked me like months ago for this. Yeah, it's fantastic, dude. Is so organized, and I'm like, I was so ready for this. I've been excited for this all week. Oh, thanks, man. It's an honor. And I will say, I did, I did book you months out, man, because you're you're that big. I don't want you to big time us, man. You know, you're getting getting up there. So I had to, you know, get it going. But yeah, thank it's, you. It's, it's 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 lockdown. I don't get to get around a lot, so I'm just growing. <laughs> yeah, man. No, you're, you're killing it right now, man. And we'll get the shameless plugs in at the end because we're all about the shameless promo here on the BCP. But uh, as always, guys, we start with ladies first here on the BCP. So let's talk about the Raw Women's Championship match with Asuka versus Sasha Banks. This is an interesting one. Um, I think it really could go either way. I don't know if you guys are on the same page. Uh, let's throw it right back to Fal first. Your thoughts on this match and who's going to walk out the Raw Women's Champion? So, first of all, I am massive Oscar fan, yeah. Like, Foul Originals, live streams, I have, like, a little PNG pop-up because we're an Oscar stan account. And, like, I was so happy, so happy that she won. And, like, she has been, in my opinion, like, the MVP of lockdown. Like, she has been absolutely freaking amazing like every single time she goes out there she's entertaining and language isn't a barrier and it's something that she's really proven like she's totally proven now because of the Kyrie Sane stuff like I really want Oscar to win because that would be a freaking amazing match um and with the stories going on and stuff I would hope that Oscar wins because that puts Sasha one step closer to um, potentially having some issues with her buddy, Bailey. She might want to go for something else. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Oscar. I got Oscar on this one. He's going Oscar. That is interesting, man. Like I always say, I wish I, we had that around the horn style thing here. Because, pal, I'd just be giving you two points right now, man. I'm, I'm feeling it. I like what you're saying. Andrew, your thoughts? 
you can't discredit the blueprint, right? I mean, it's the blue hair, so it's amazing. Uh, but no, I have to agree with you. I think I, I think, uh, yeah, I think we're notching closer to closer to that breakup. You can't, can't see that uh, not happening coming soon. But if she does win, I mean, her first title defense, Sasha, she always loses the title. So she might win it and then lose it the next night or something like that, right? So uh, next title defense. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, I think Oscar, I don't think she's ready for Asuka this, uh, this, uh-huh. this show. Interesting, interesting, guys. I'm actually going to, and this is not like me. I usually do the safe bet here. Love Asuka for a long time, you know, going back to NXT even a little bit before that. But, uh, I mean, she's phenomenal. Uh, I love the way that, you know, Becky obviously broke the news. Uh, uh, one of those very few heartwarming moments you get in the business, which, which I'm all about. Um, you know, the last big uh, heartwarming, like I call wrestling moment, I, th- I think was Keith Lee last week. I thought that was just a, a beautiful moment. And if you watch some of the after stuff. But uh, Asuka getting the title in that way, kind of towing that line between her in-ring persona and being happy for Becky. So I love seeing Asuka as the champ, not only for who she is, but her in- in-ring skills. Um, I think since Sasha has come back, you know, blue hair means heel, apparently. Um, I th- the way that they've just been, what, two years now between that Bailey and Sasha feud, you know, they kind of pulled the trigger on it a few times and Bailey jumped through that one time and then nothing happened. So I think they are dragging this thing out. I think uh, what better time now you have this opportunity to have them have all the gold. That's your storyline. Um, we're in this COVID world right now. So maybe we do get a, a little cute to bring viewers in stuff like that. They're money. They're bringing them into NXT. As we've seen, they are literally money. They are ratings. And uh, I'm going to say uh, Nunes is going to hate me for this, but it's boss time. All right. I guess that's boss time. It's curveball, curveball, and I love Oscar, you know. But I think uh, this might be just all the gold, all the belts, and uh, we'll see where it goes. I could be wrong, but yeah, let's. I mean, we might as well go to the next match uh, concerning them. Let's go with uh, Bailey against uh, Miss Nikki Cross, if I'm not mistaken, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'll just, I'll keep it short and sweet, and then I'll throw it to you, Andrew. I think, I think Bailey retains here. Great to see Nikki Cross get that number one contender spot. Uh, I'm more of a fan of Nikki Cross as the uh, the sanity, the heel kind of persona. I loved her a little bit more in NXT, but she's great, great as a face too. That's just my personal preference. Uh, Andrew, I'll throw it to you. I, I say Bailey retains. Oh yeah, I'm definitely agreeing with that. Uh, but it's so refreshing because Nikki is naturally over, <laughs> so yeah. you know, uh, and she can do both the crazy girl and she can do you know the best friend stuff. So yeah, that they definitely think it's going to be Bailey. Uh, winning that one for sure easy peasy foul are we going for the trifecta here or you got a curveball nah i got i got you here as well bailey because like this is going to be from what everyone's saying one of the cinematic matches and oh. like if you've seen the poster that's gone out for it like it's um it's like a shining kind of parody thing where you've got like nikki cross going here is nikki and like i i think i think that that's great um and i think that that's the kind of match that will really work. Like, I totally agree with you, Rob, like, with how, like, I love crazy Nikki. Like, I love her just kind of, like, just kind of being focused on something and having that real belief in herself. But it's going to be Bailey, isn't it? Um, And I wonder if Sasha gets involved in some way, if it's a cinematic match, and maybe 
that can cause something later on with the Oscar Sasha match where she expects Bailey to come out and like I think that there can be some threads there like but Bailey to win Bailey to win yeah, I think uh, going for the trifecta here, I would be surprised if, if we're wrong on this one. And that's why you guys are here. You guys are knocking it out of the park already. Uh, so let's throw a curveball at you guys. I did want to talk about this earlier. We did kind of mention how Bailey and Sasha were money when they came to NXT. You know, we say it's not a competition, but we have those Wednesday Night Wars. Let's be real. Every week we get the ratings. Uh, and we saw that Bailey and Sasha being on NXT did help the ratings. Um, your guys' thoughts, I know I have my own personal opinion. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I haven't been watching WWE as much as I've been watching AEW. I've been more excited for the product. I've been excited to see some of my friends show up on AEW. It's it's just great. I love what they're doing. I feel like that atmosphere, it just feels like there's no walls. It feels like they're in a stadium. It feels like they're outside, the pyro. Um, and as I always say here, I always feel like in the Performance Center, which, which is a great place, and I'm all about it. I'd love to check it out one day. But I feel those four walls, man. I feel that lack of noise i feel that lack of audience even though they finally decided to fill the seats or whatever um and and you know let, let's let's be real here you know we keep it very positive but they dropped the ball in terms of their employees health i, I really do feel that way um so right now I'm, I'm not trying to knock anyone or be sour on anyone but how do you guys feel that both brands have handled um their product in terms of of putting on the best product for fans in this very bizarro no sports kind of world i'll throw it to you foul uh first um it's really weird like i like a kind of like when you see the performance center it feels sterile like doesn't it it doesn't feel alive it feels really corporate it feels like like you know it's like years ago i went to florida like the one time i went to the u.s yeah and i went and visited nickelodeon studios yes and i'm a big fucking fan yeah so this is like 90s this is mid 90s i made so i made my mom yeah take us to the nickelodeon studios in universal studios florida and like i went round and like i was a big fan keenan and kellen stuff so like i went to go and check out where they were filming it. Like i was really obviously they weren't there but like i went to go on a studio tour and it was so weird seeing like how the sausage was made because I was like, oh, I don't like this. Uh, and that's what it feels like watching Performance Center. You're getting to see the sausage get made and I don't like it. Yeah. Like I wasn't a big fan of the sausages to begin with and like I just don't like how they're made. But in All Elite Wrestling, it it just has a different feel to it. Like it, it's in an it's in an open arena. It's that stadium feel. And just as you were saying, and I think we were saying beforehand, like the WWE product, there's so much of it. Like, I watch AEW every single week because it's two hours of really, really fun wrestling. Like, it's fun wrestling. It's a bit for everyone. NXT, and I've said this a few times before, since it went from the one hour to the two hour, I feel it lost a little bit of its specialness. And yes. Yes. so, like, it, it just doesn't feel... And so, like, if I miss an episode of NXT, I'll go back and watch, like, a match from NXT, but if someone says go check out Don, I will watch the whole episode and I'll sit there and I'll be enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. Um, I think that there have been a few people that have really stepped up and like the people like Oscar who've really stepped up. People like um, Jericho who is the linchpin of AEW. You watch any single show, he is their star attraction. And like even earlier on today, the stuff he was doing, I don't know the dude's name, yeah, but the guy, the other musician, like he, I woke up in the morning and he just started some, was it Sammy Hagar? Was it Hagar? I feel like it's Sammy Hagar. I feel like I just made that name up. But like 
he started some random feud with some musician talking about how he's lip syncing and stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh. shit, is this? Yeah, like... It was um, Sebastian Bach, I think, from... Um, yes. Jer- he's um, a jerky Skid guy. Row. Skid Row. Yeah, th- look at you. Yeah. you know, that's who it was. I couldn't get there. Yeah. Sorry, man. Go ahead. No, 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 but Sebastian Bach here. Yeah. And so, like, I woke up this morning, like, UK time, and it must have been about 3, 4 in the morning in the US, straight after Dynamite. They're having a fight about wrestling and lip-syncing, and they're going to set some shit up, and I'm like... That is why AEW kills it every single week in relation to being fresh and being different. Because the WWE can't really do anything. They're like, okay, we'll get in Gronk. <laughs> Let's get in Gronk. <laughs> and Jericho's like, well, no, I'll just get like anyone. I'll just start a feud with them. And that's the person that we're going to have a feud with. Um, it just got a different feel. And like, I've really enjoyed the AEW product during this whole lockdown. Yeah. Is it, is it more well Jericho or is it AEW for you? Because, I mean, he was killing it not that long ago with the list, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think I think the one thing, Andrew, is like, like, I think that he kills it with anything he does, but I think that he's afforded a lot more freedom in AEW. I mean, like, if you look at the demo god stuff from last night, yeah, I know a lot of people weren't a big fan of that. I fucking loved it, yeah, because... Because it was working us now, if that was the WWE, it would have been like something silly. And yeah, it would have happened. Would have in like three weeks' time, we would have had a T-shirt and stuff. No, AEW, he's made that joke. They got a T-shirt up on the store immediately. You can buy the Demo God T-shirt right now, and that's just an offhand remark that he made. Like I think in the WWE, having to go through all the layers and like you know get to Vince and then explain to Vince that this is funny and people are going to like it. And he's like, there's not enough piss and shit in it. And then like, you know, like, I just, I just feel like, I feel like he's doing his best work. Um, but I think you're right, Andrew. I think part of that is down to the way that AEW is built comparatively to the way that WWE is. Um, just one thing is Tony Khan was speaking about this earlier on and I was really excited. He was talking about how, like Punk, and they were talking about CM Punk, and they were like, yeah, he's worth the money, she should have got him. But they said, there's this feeling that the promotion is run by the wrestlers. It is to an extent, but there's still someone in the back that says, whoa, 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 no, you can't spend that much money. You, you, you can't do that. And I think that's the difference. Um, is that they just afforded that freedom. I mean, look at Matt Hardy. Jesus. Like, from what he was, like, trying to do in the WWE... To what he's doing now, it's it's night and day, man. Like, um, but like, I totally agree with your point, Andrew. Like, I think it is AEW. Do you feel like it's WCW esque, where people who get released from WWE go to AEW? Yeah, man. Yeah, and like, that's why I love it. Like, to me, it's like I'm um, I'm a big fan of TNA. And, like, when TNA first started in 2003, I was, like, just kind of coming into the, like, looking around at different promotions other than the WWE. And TNA, every single week, I was like, who are they going to get this week? And that's what AEW feels like. But we're getting the cream of the crop. Like, we're not getting... Like, for example, I think they were talking about Heath Slater and Tony Khan's like, oh, we don't want Heath Slater. And he's a bit like, oh, why don't you want him? And they're like, we just don't want him. 
And that's like a really honest thing. Instead, where like in the old days, WCW would have been like, hey, let's get this Heath Slater guy in. Let's make him the Crocodile Hunter because they call him Slater Gator one time. Let's just throw him the fuck in and like just give him an, an Australian gimmick because why not? Like, and but I love it. It, it, it. But I think that WCW, like for a lot of its faults, um, it did some really good stuff. Like, but I mean, I kind of feel like the decline of DNA impact is when like 2010, when they started bringing in all those guys, um, cause they were overexposed and, um, you know, you know, I, when I was watching TNA back in the day, I was really more excited about Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels and, uh, you know, AJ Styles and, uh, you know, Ron Killings because he really didn't get a shot in WWE at that time. And a, you know, I remember America's Most Wanted, and uh, you know, those guys got me excited. Uh, not that I didn't enjoy seeing Rhino and Chris Candido, but I certainly did. But you know, that, that's the thing I like about AEW um, is that I get to see Joey Janela, Sonny Kiss. I mean, they're they're not just wrestling in my backyard. Now they're wrestling on TV. Um, you know. Uh, so I think that's kind of cool. I, I think that's the plus. I, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny. They're, you know, their their main champions, Cody, uh, Jericho, Dean, uh, John, Moxley. I mean, they're all WWE wrestlers, right? So, um, you know, I, so for me, you know, I'm, I watch. I, it's like a black and white cookie. I get the best of both worlds, right? I get to watch WWE, and I get to uh, watch AEW. So, and it's you know. I don't always find uh, always um, I don't always agree with everything they do, but you know I think right now we're stuck at home. I mean, why not enjoy both what companies both companies are trying to do, and you know we have the time to do it, right? So, so you were talking about like Samoa Joe, Daniels, and stuff, yeah. I literally feel you right there. That's why I used to watch every single week, like AMW. Like, so my little brother, like we like i was kind of showing him like wrestling stuff like we were big wrestling fans he's a few years younger than me not massively but like we kind of went on the journey together okay. so like when i found tna on these random news groups and i was like yo fouls brother i was like check this shit out and he was like oh my god so we've been watching like random deathmatch stuff like queen of the deathmatch iwa stuff like mid south like random stuff here that i was just putting on but that was the show that he was like, oh, my God, this is great. But mm-hmm. when I wanted to show it to other people, it was when, hey, you know, Jeff Hardy, who's got some issues at the moment, he's going to be on this Wednesday show against AJ Styles. They're like, who's AJ Styles? I was like, you know who Jeff Hardy is, though, right? And they're like, yeah. Do you want to watch this match? And they're like, yeah. Shit, this whole show is, like, really interesting. Like, and that's the gateway. And so that's where you've got your Moxley's. That's where you've got your Jericho's. But, like, what what Cody's been doing, which is fantastic, and what I think Moxley's done to an extent as well, is they've lifted them up. Like, mm-hmm. so you get Sonny Kiss versus Cody Rhodes on mainstream national cable television. Like, who the fuck would have believed that that would have ever happened in a million years? for a championship and not pitched as anything other than what Sonny Kiss is, which is a unique individual who is not going to be stereotyped or pigeonholed into one place. Like, and I love that shit. 
I love it. It's 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 what brings me to the product. And if people don't necessarily like like Sunny Kiss, you know what? They're going to watch the rest of the show, and they might go actually giving him a fair shake, giving her a fair shake. I like this person. And I think that's what AEW does so splendidly. Like the whole war was stuff that's happening at the moment. Oh my god. That's how you do it. Like, that's how you do it, man. Yeah, that's and that's Sonny Cody match. I, I actually just watched uh, AEW right before this again. I should have been prepping for the WWE stuff, but I was watching uh, catching up on AEW and and I, I called it and yes, Cody did like my uh, tweet close uh, personal friends, not really. But um I, I said that match was going to be fire right out of the gate, and, and Sonny Kiss put on a hell of a performance and uh, brought you know took Cody to his limits. Uh, so that's good, and I love what Cody's doing with the TNT title. But I won't go on an AEW rant. Let's get back into the WWE stuff here. And guys, I don't even know where to go with this one. Uh, my guy, the reason I started getting into the, the business, uh, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Neither of these guys really need to be put over. Uh, we have an eye for an eye match. I'm, I will say this. I'm loving the use of Dominic in everything. Um, to me, that moment, uh, and I had said this to Derek on another show, uh, Andrew, that moment where they did the double 619 on Brock and that no DQ match. I can't remember a crowd being that hot in the longest time. I said just give Ray the title there. But what a moment for them to hit the double 619, the double frog splash uh, to no DQ match. So it's not like, you know, unbelievable or anything. They both do the cover on Brock. Oh, man, I was I, like, you can see how excited I'm getting right now about it. I thought that was like they should have went different direction with that. But what a moment. So I love Dominic being involved. Uh, I love seeing Aleister Black being involved a little bit in, in that feud going on. But I have no clue where to go with this one. Uh, I don't know if they do yet. The, even the commentators like it's an eye for an eye. You have to gouge the other one's eye out. But we don't know what that means. I think Ray is kind of walking around with that like shaded kind of mask. All I can say is this. I think Rollins at some point is going to be moving forward, coming out with an eye patch. I just see it. So I'll say Rollins loses because I just see him walking. I don't know how or maybe it'll be cinematic or some sort of effect. And I don't see Ray gouging out Seth Rollins eye. So I don't know. I'll say Ray wins this one, but I I got nothing. Andrew, what, what do you got for me, bro? Because I'll start off by saying I didn't. Because that's actually Eddie's son. I learned that out a couple years ago. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So, I miss. I, I know that there was an issue with like what was it uh, with, with the parental ownership or something. I know that there was some ladders involved. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know he had a classic shirt, Eddie. I'm your poppy. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah. What a bizarre match, right? I mean, you have to rip somebody's eyes out of their socket right i mean fun uh but yeah i think seth rollins is gonna win it you know they said that ray mysterio's contract is up i don't know why you would put him over if he's leaving or hasn't resigned yet but uh yeah i i can see pirate seth rollins just yet and you know they can patch up the other eye of ray mysterio with the add to that mystique uh of him so yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see. I I don't know if I actually want to see the eyeball on the mat or in somebody's hand. Um, but I've seen a lot of crazy stuff at these wrestling shows. So, I don't, you know, it's just another day at the office, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Not wrong. Foul, your thoughts. Oh, so many thoughts. So many <laughs> thoughts. Like, so... 
So first of all, like, so I read, I read Mick Foley, like when I was younger, um, a little bit younger, I, I read um, a whole bunch of like wrestling biographies. And one of the first ones that I ever read was Mick Foley's book, um, Have a Nice Day. Great book, like the first biography. And it was, it was such a good book. And I remember like being teased for it while I was reading it, like in the establishment I went to school. And I was like, fuck you all, because it's a great book. Have a nice day. And then, like, I'm reading it. And, like, there's a point in the book where he talks about, um, like, protecting the business. And he talks about how, like, certain people would do certain things in matches. And there's something that just sticks out in my mind. He talks about how there was a particular wrestler who, um, to protect the business, literally ripped someone's eye out during a match and then stepped on it. Legitimately stepped on it, yeah. There's Paul's, and, like, it's in the book, yeah. I'm not making this up. Like, and I remember reading that and going, jeez. Like, and he's like, this is like 40s, 30s, so like protection of kayfabe. So that's thought one. Is like, does is this what happens to people that leave? Like, so Jeff Hardy's on the way out. So they're like, well, fuck it. We're going to judge the past. Rey Mysterio, we're going to take one eye. We're going to take one of your eyes on the way out. Like, is that what we're going to do? Like, I don't know. But the other thing I was thinking of, I was like, is this is this like a demolition man style situation where like Seth Rollins goes and grabs a pen and just shoves it into his eye and then goes and opens like the secret vault for the Mysterio gold or something? Like I don't understand. And then I <laughs> out. I mean, yeah, it's like. But then the other thing, the other thing which came to me, which I was thinking about, like the whole point is like. Obviously, AEW. AEW did, like, a similar kind of thing, but it happened organically. Like, it was like, uh, so someone's tried to, like, Jericho's tried to poke out Moxie's eye, so now he's a pirate. So now he's going to have an eye for an eye match with, I think it was with Santana, wasn't it? Um, And, like, so he's having this eye for an eye match. Now, back then, pun totally intended, we didn't blink an eyelid. But now it's like because the WWE are doing it. We're like, oh, how are they going to do this? This is stupid. Like, this is going to be CG. Okay, like, there's a bit of a double standard there. And like, what's funny is the amount of rage that's come from fans about this in the WWE. It's like they shouldn't be doing this. Like, wrestling fans have a very short memory, and like, I forget that sometimes. Like, such a short memory, they've forgotten what's happened like a month and a half ago. In another company. Um, but with the match, like, I think it's going to be fun. And it's going to be interesting. I think, again, it's going to have to be one of these cinematic matches. Um, I'm hoping that there is some kind of Simon Phoenix Demolition Man like thing at the end that, like, whoever wins has to. Because maybe that should have been the, like, that should have been the finish. Yeah. Like, you've got to take the person's eye out to get into, I don't, ah, oh, into the WWE vault, you know, where they've got the SmackDown fist and stuff. Like, that's what they should have been. Should have been the whole thing, yeah. Because I could have been down for that. But it's really weird, isn't it? And it's just, like, I understand in a way why it's happening. And winning wise, I think that it is, like, I would assume that like Seth Rollins wins but maybe he loses an eye on the way anyway like maybe like it's like first blood and my last thought is just like in a tables match does this have to be an offensive move 
Or like if they put push their own eye out, do they have to then go to the other eye and offensively pull it out? Because I've seen Dudley matches when like people accidentally go through the tables, yeah, and they don't end the match. They're like it has to be an offensive move, and commentary say that. So does that mean the winner, the loser, will have no eyes? Like, or they can anything and just put the contact in, right? So yeah, there's so many different things you can do uh, with losing an eye, and I keep thinking about Carl from The Walking Dead. I don't know if you guys watch that, like how I mean, he's like the worst character. <laughs> so it's it's you know. crazy. Just like hearing us have this discussion, I'm just like, what is happening right now? But only in this wacky business. And right now, you know, we're lucky to ha- lucky to have anything. Just everyone, you know, like I always say, just keep everyone healthy. That's that's all we care about right now. That's first and foremost. Um, let, let's keep it moving here, guys. I'm going to throw it to this one. I think is very interesting. So happy to see Apollo Crews. I was very big on him in NXT uh, when they came to the Asbury Park area here in New Jersey years and years ago. Uh, I'm like, this guy's going places and so great to see gold around his waist. Um, there's obviously this interesting feud going on with MVP, who I remember seemingly retired against uh ray mysterio and then uh you know he had announced on twitter that he retired and then seemingly was taking on more of a backstage role and every week i would be like he's kind of the gm of raw and then he kind of uh aligned himself with lashley uh so it's very interesting like how mvp uh, has been just like a key player in in raw you know you think there aren't really gms anymore so it's really it's really interesting to see where he's been and now he's in this u.s championship match uh you know i I said earlier no one needs to be put over here i don't think apollo necessarily needs to be put over but again a passing of the torch here for sure no question in my mind and that's what mvp is there to do i respect it uh i think uh, apollo wins this one fair and square uh no funny business um let's throw it to andrew oh yeah definitely uh, apollo cruz is gonna win that match but you can't take anything away from MVP because he held the tag team title on SmackDown and the U.S. title at the same time. Uh, but I am pretty envious of that new championship belt. As, you like it? Yeah, it's pretty nice. I like it. I, I like the old one, too. I have to say WWE did a better job at the U.S. title than WCW ever did. kind uh, <laughs> <laughs> of, And I also like the spinner ones. A little biased. Um, nope. But I I think uh, yeah like, like you said passing the tor- torch uh, torch and uh, it's gonna be phenomenal to see Apollo Cruz uh, do what he does best you know and that's shine love it and uh, before I throw it to foul I'm gonna do a little ball in coming to foul what do you got oh nice yeah okay so if this is a pizza eating contest MVP's got it down if this is a <laughs> basketball contest MVP's got this down if this is just a general contest of who's the best MVP's got this down but yeah like I agree with you guys like I think it's going to be Apollo Crews um passing of the torch definitely um MVP's such a great guy as well sorry Andrew oh sorry I say you didn't have drinking down MVP <laughs> well you know he's a little bit older now he might not be able to hold it so like uh, just, but <laughs> like what's really cool um is seeing MVP kind of be reinvigorated and um i really like his role like something that aew and i know we're gonna always like and i want to just very quickly is the way that they deal with like managers and the nostalgia acts like what we've seen with vicky guerrero and nala rose oh my god what we've seen with taz and brian cage perfection mvp lashley is absolutely 
perfection. Like that is how you use, um, now I'm going to call it a nostalgia act. That's how you use a nostalgia act. Like, and again, I, I kind of have a feeling that MVP won't be in this match and he'll pull someone else out. Like, and he'll just be, yeah, yeah. And he'll just be like, oh, I'm supposed to be here, but here's my new client. Um, but uh, I think that Apollo Crews will definitely win. Like, definitely. Two more points for foul. I like that curveball at the end there, man. I dig it. You guys are good. I'm liking this one. All right, let's keep it rolling. This one, I, I think, is a we're, I'm using all the baseball analogies today, but I think this one's a softball, man. This is, a, you know, right down the middle, underhand pitch right here. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. You know, these guys used to be on the same page. Um, McIntyre having that very dominant reign where he takes out Brock Lesnar in a couple Claymore kicks. Drew McIntyre <laughs> retains here. I think he holds on to it till he gets that moment to come out. You know, hopefully, you know, when the world is open and everything's back to normal and like we always say, everyone stay safe. But I hope he gets that that moment to come out with the WWE Championship uh, to get that ovation that he's been deserving for such a long time. Um, let's throw it back to Fal. Your thoughts on this match? Um, well, first up, yeah. Big shout out to my pers- good personal friend Dolph Ziggler because I put a random tweet out the other day, yeah, like just because about Il- Adobe Illustrator or something. And Ziggler's like responded to me a few times because I think he thinks I'm just hey. confused. Like I think he just thinks I'm generally confused. And like I can remember like a few years ago, I put a tweet out, made like a really shitty joke, and he was like blocked. And I was like, I got blocked by Ziggler. <laughs> Not actually, but like he just put out a huh, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> don't know why but um ziggler great guy um i like there's the speculation over what the um the actual like stipulation for the match is going to be they said they're going to reveal it on the night um i know that there was like a poster that went out that spoke about a tlc match potentially um as that so maybe um but um i think drew's obviously drew to win um and there is speculation i've been reading about maybe like orton getting involved in the picture later so um with all of that uh yeah uh, drew mcintyre to win and to just kill it because he has been an exceptional champion so far and he's british so fuck you guys there it is, <laughs> there it is. i knew that <laughs> andrew your thoughts you know it's what i was thinking about uh, Drew McIntyre reminds me a lot of Kevin Nash as Diesel. Because <laughs> uh, he's stuck in a bad situation, you know? Because, like, back in 95, that was pretty bad. Bad time for WWE. This is another bad time. And Drew McIntyre, you know, Nash was really cool. Drew McIntyre is really cool. It's just a bad situation, right? Um, especially now. It's probably even worse. Um, but... You know, so I kind of feel bad. I'd like to see what Drew McIntyre would be like with a crowd and actual people into it, right? And I think that's kind of will tell what kind of champion he'll be in the future, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I can't see Drew McIntyre losing that title yet. I mean, they they put so much into this Claymore character, and I, I just don't think it's time yet. You know, as much as uh, I would want the American badass called. <laughs> you know, for America's right now. For, I, uh, I, I, I like, don't worry, I like Ziggler. It's just that I'm happy it's a British champion right now, so please don't take that away from me. Uh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have our fair, uh, we've had 
plenty more. <laughs> it's understandable. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely think Drew McIntyre is definitely going to win. And uh, you know, it's, it's been a great. Actually, I think it's one of the best buildups they've actually had um, with Heath, Heath Slater coming back, and you know, uh, all these other different things they've been doing. So yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, if Chris Jericho didn't beat Brock Lesnar and the Big Show in one night, I mean, come on, come on, yeah. <laughs> but and he's Canadian; he's not British, so still, fuck y'all. So, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but he did beat the Rock and Stone, so that counts for something. <laughs> That's no Brock and Big Show, though. Come on. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. I love it. This is a good one, guys. I'm I'm having a ball. I, I this is this may be better than the pay per view. I mean, I'm not trying to knock anyone. I'm sure it's gonna be a lot of fun. Honestly, they they did put this uh, horror show moniker on it, so I'm I'm expecting a lot of theatrics. I'm expecting a lot of these cinematic matches. I'm expecting a lot of effects. And like I said, we're in this this world where you know sometimes we can kind of take advantage of of there not being fans. You know, I mean, I wish that wasn't the case, but I, I know it keeps going back to AEW. I'm trying not to make it that way, but you know, they took off phoenix's mask you know and it's i was like oh but like again no audience there so why not you that's the time to do it so get clever here i i pay attention to details i I think details are everything so get clever here um now let's bring it back to someone who i think and I, i think this is the final one we have here someone who i think has just been so so hot and then cooled off and then been so so hot and then cooled off and I got to talk about Bray Wyatt here, and I'm not knocking him by any means. Uh, you know, I, I know he he was kind of in a bad place mentally when fans were getting on him about, um, you know, the Fiend character and stuff like that. And mental health so very very important. Um, but just in terms of storyline, in terms of of, of character, uh, persona, and storyline, um, they put kind of the Fiend on the back burner a little bit uh that hell in a cell match with rollins was very like a hell in a cell ended and no dq that was kind of like the beginning of it um now he's kind of rotating characters kind of back to the um you know like the swamp bray wyatt which is cool i like to see it uh again reminds me a little bit of what matt hardy's doing kind of his strange bedfellow tag team partner going back um i love the a uh, matter of facts you know instead of the math facts like i love little stuff again details i love stuff like that so let's get clever here with bray let's uh we saw a little bit of it in that wrestlemania match with john cena which was very clever uh let's get get creative here i do see braun retaining um but i see some sort of like you know, this is, I guess, the second time they're fighting, and I see some sort of, a little bit more of a build between this. This could be interesting, but they got to do it right. I see a cinematic match here. What is it? A swamp? Uh, I forget what it's called. A swamp fight? A Wyatt swamp fight? Is that it? But uh, I'm going to say Braun retains here, and, and show me something. Show me something clever. Uh, throw me something. I, I'm a sucker for a good gimmick, a good persona, you know? Right now, I think uh, Abaddon, again, going back to AW, we've, we've seen her only a couple times. <sighs> the fiend who you know like and again no disrespect but uh you know when these guys are hot don't put them on the back burner you know let, let's ride this out let's get creative let's get the fiend back let's get bray wyatt back give me something here but i do see braun retaining i apologize for the rant um I, i'm just like give me something i, I want it uh like batista give it to me so i'll throw it to uh foul first um so swap match <clears throat> my first thought excuse me my first thought was like if it's a swamp match matt hardy and you've mentioned this yeah like matt hardy's got the lake of reincarnation 
So maybe Briot's got the swamp of reincarnation and he just throws Bray in there and we get to see, it's not Bray, Braun even, and we get to see some of that old Braun. We get to see bits and pieces. And I think that's a really cool way to do this. Um, but also I just love the, the aesthetic of Wyatt, like of Bray Wyatt going back and kind of like going to the swamp and being the the old uh, cult leader Bray. I love that he cycles between all of these characters and that uh, it keeps him fresh because if the fiend is beaten, like it almost feels like the fiend has allowed himself to be beaten. Like, that's what I tend to feel is like, oh, no, I let myself get beat. I meant to do that. But if Bray gets beaten, Bray is beaten. Like, Bray is legitimately beaten in that match. But then The Fiend can go off and do something else, which this whole multiple personality thing, um, I love that. It gives layers to a character and it allows growth. And it also allows them to disappear and come back without there being an issue. Um the main thing I really love about this, though, is that, like, Bray is, like, Braun, sorry, is, in my opinion, is a bit of a shit champion. Like, and I'm not the biggest fan of him. Like, I was, but I kind of lost, a, I think, I feel like he lost a lot of steam. And that is a total pun right there. The second that the train whole bullshit yeah. started, yeah, I'm like, what the hell is this shit? And I, I really didn't like it. Like, I'm like, I understand. I get it, yeah. But I didn't like it. And with everything that, in real life, the way that Braun seems to... And again, I don't know him personally. But the way he seems to be like, well, screw you all. Like, you could do this, just be seven foot tall and 300 odd pounds, and you can do this. Like, that's what I don't like about him, as per, uh, individually, from what I know so far. But, as a wrestler, I think that he really brings something. Um, and it's, again, I think as Andrew said earlier on with, like, Drew, it's a bit of a weird time. And in he's my, so he's my diesel like, he's the person I would call Diesel. Transitional champion, big guy, isn't great, and, like, he could kick the shit out of me, and his, but hope, long, thank God the planes don't work at the moment. Like, he could, like... But I, I think that he's just... I think that he's just, like... He doesn't... He, I don't have the same feeling that I had for him before, and Bray feels so much better as a champion. This kind of swamp match, though... Obviously going to be a cinematic match. I'm really excited to see what they do with this. But my first feeling about all of this was um, kind of like when Enzo, I know it might have was Enzo, when Jericho was in that shark cage match. And like, I was like, like, why is this? Oh, because they've got a toy to sell. And this whole swamp thing, I remember thinking, hey, isn't that like the DLC for WWE 2K20? Like Dude. this one bullshit. It is, isn't it? You hit that right. You just got like, ten points. My just blew my mind right there. Yeah. You I'm hit like, it right that, on the head. And that, that swamp shit. So I was like, oh, so basically, this is by the game. It's not that shit. Look, and game doesn't work. What, by the way, give <laughs> <laughs> it a four out of ten. But go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So that that that's that that that. But that's my whole thing. And like, it's it's really interesting. I'm very interested by it, and I think that it will be a great piece of entertainment, but 
anyway, with all of that said, Braun to retain because Choo Choo. Right? Like... <laughs> a hell of a debut by both you guys. And Andrew, before I let you take it home, uh, really well said, Fal. I agree with a lot of things that you said there. Um, I thought, again, like we talk about people being red hot, cooling off, red hot, cooling off. Braun was red hot maybe what, a year and a half ago, something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. When he came out with that stand-up bass, that cello, and played it, and all that stuff, red hot. Like, that was the time. That was the time. He was great. A little bit of comedy was the powerhouse. Um, I still remember that, like, great Fatal 4 match. I think it was, like, Brock, Roman, Joe, and um, Braun. I, if I, I remember, it was like that. It was like... Uh, extreme rules and Braun just dominated dominated that whole match like that was the time that was the time and now he you know I was happy to see him win the universal title um maybe you know not in that fashion maybe not against Goldberg uh but you know he he deserved it at some point I don't know if now's the point but that the one tweet or whatever it was like it did rub me the wrong way because uh you know we andrew and i like we use our show a lot to our platform to help these indie guys like to to help them get to the next level and um it's a two-way street you know they've been very respectful to us as well um and i love that i love going to these indie shows and and just like we have a good reputation and a good rapport and it's a lot of give and take and that tweet did rub me the wrong way you hit that right on the head and my my excitement for braun went a little bit like this and again that's outside of the ring stuff um, but that's important to me too. So uh, bonus points for that. Uh, again, I got to get some sort of ranking system here. But uh, I, I I agree with you um, in, in terms of that like mindset that he had. I did lose a little. Um, I don't want to say respect, but just like a little bit of little little bit of steam, as you said for him. <laughs> Andrew, uh, take us home, man. Yeah. Well, first off, I was thinking the three faces of Wyatt. If that's not in the Royal Rumble sometime, like McFoley was, uh, I'm gonna be pretty upset. Um, Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think three different entrances would be amazing for him. At, you know, at three different times. Um, but you know, the, the fiend's a, a mystique character, right? So you can't have uh, a Bray Wyatt, you know, without the Colt version of him against the guy who brought him in, right, Braun. So um, yeah, I think that, so. I think it has to happen at SummerSlam, right? It's a big time event. The fiend has to be at SummerSlam. Uh, I don't think they would want to play spoiler with the Fiend just this time around for this show. But I think the the old Bray Wyatt uh, was a good choice, and plus that that version of Bray has so many losses, right? So people have kind of gotten used to seeing that Bray lose uh, in some big matches, right? And maybe against Cena, um, you know, so many other ones, uh, Dean Ambrose at the time. Uh, so yeah, so that Dean is notable for not winning, right? Or not winning the big one all the time. Um, so if that one version loses, I don't think it hurts them, right? Because, you know, it's, we're, we're used to it. And uh, so I think Braun's going to win at SummerSlam. I can't see him facing... Uh, I'm sorry, Bray's going to win at SummerSlam. I can't see that match going any differently um, unless somebody gets sick or something like that. But, you know... Um, I think that's the main event of us at SummerSlam, you know, or one of the main events of, of this year's SummerSlam is Bray, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, and Randy Orton. So this is playing, you know, a Band-Aid, you know, until we get there. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to see that match, too. I, you know, I think we're all excited for that. I was going to ask you guys, I was going to ask you guys, actually, 
So, so I don't know if you've seen it, but like I'll be here in the UK, we don't get a lot of the Fox stuff, the Fox WWE stuff, because it gets like region locked for some stupid ass reason, because the internet doesn't have VPNs. But like, it, I don't know if you guys have seen that um, the the therapist skit with Bray Wyatt um, going to a therapist um, as the fiend. No. Um, so. So okay, so this is this came out um, yesterday night, and like I've been like deep doing editing, so every now and then I pop my head out and have a look at what's on Twitter. And this was kind of going a bit crazy yesterday, and a lot of people said that it lost the fiend. But basically, for those of you that haven't seen it, um, it's it's a um, it's it's a skit for Fox, so it's Fox WWE, and someone knocks on the door, and it's a therapist, and they go in, and it's like, hi, fiends, you suffer from split personalities, let's have a little chat about it, and he's sitting on the, well, he's not sitting on the couch, but he's kind of sat perched on the couch, and then the therapist goes, oh, you don't want to talk to me, I want to talk to Bray, oh, let me bring out this puppet, and she brings out this little puppet, and then the lights go out, and then she disappears, and he's sat in the chair, like, he doesn't say anything, but a lot of people have said, oh, this is goofy, corny shit. Like, why have we got the fiend in this ther- therapist's office? It's going to kill his character. Not necessarily. If anything, I think that this is probably one of the best things. And I didn't know if you guys had seen it. But, like, what do you guys think of um, of the fiend in, like, different places? Like, I wouldn't expect to see the fiend on Good Morning America. But I could see Bray Wyatt there. Um... Like... It's funny because he reminds me of The Undertaker where he can do goofy stuff that maybe somebody else couldn't do and still kind of get away with it, right? Like, um, But yeah, I can't see The Fiend on, on Good Morning America, but I could see you know, definitely Bray Wyatt with the puppets and stuff like that being a little goofy. And I mean, I remember The Undertaker being on like Regis, right? So... Um, you know, I I think you just can't cap him off at you know. I think the Fiend is so special because he he does have that that switch between he can be kind of evil, but he can kind of be kind of a, a gentleman, right? So, um, and you can put him in these goofy situations that you probably couldn't do with somebody else. So, I think that's a great question, man. Uh, first of all, I hope the therapist was Doctor Shelby, um, but second, uh, if only it had been. If only <laughs> that's continuity in the WWE, though. Missed opportunity, but uh, obviously, right now, I, I don't see him, you know, being on on like those talk shows and stuff like that because Andy, he's kind of cooled off, like maybe where he was in the past. And I do like the idea of him going on to the man. Imagine if Mister Rogers was a thing and he went on Mister Rogers. That would be crazy. Oh, shit. You know, it's funny, the day The Fiend debuted, or not The Fiend debuted, like the the Playhouse debuted, I had watched that first uh, Mr. Rogers documentary, and then I watched Raw that night, and I was like, I am having a weird dream, and everything got mixed in my head, but no, it was just a coincidence. But anyway, I digress. Um, But I think stuff like that would be great for the character. We need more stuff like that, and it can't be... We have to toe that line between silly and intriguing. And uh, like I said, I'm a good, I'm a sucker for those good personas. And uh, I always like those, those masked characters. Like to me, it was just always something about it. Like, like the canes of the world and stuff like that. Uh, I like those split personalities and stuff like that. So I I like where your head's at, Val. Um, Do I see it happening right now? Mostly because the world's closed. 
but secondly because he needs to he needs to get back there somehow and and if this is the way to do it these skits uh maybe going on these talk shows whatever it is i'm for it man like get me excited about the fiend again because it has been a roller coaster so but um guys yeah i i think we hit it right on the head this was a lot of fun uh, i'll give you guys a moment for shameless promo uh first i do have to shout out on uh, my good friends at titan championship wrestling um they've put on two shows so far um, they're one of the few companies running right now and safely, might I add, uh, again, you know, only if you guys feel comfortable, I know they're selling $15, uh, law, bring your own chair, um, tickets. It's an outside venue. It's at ocean gate EMS. Uh, I believe the refreshment sales go to the EMTs and the EMS, uh, the local police department is in hand to enforce social distancing. Uh, there are drive-in spots available. That's what I'm comfortable with. So I, I just stay in my car, uh, turn on the air conditioning. They have the commentary on the radio. So it's it's a great show. They go the extra mile. The first show had an 18-wheeler. The second show had a stretch limousine. There is Pyro. I've ranted about Pyro on this show. Like Some of the big companies aren't even doing Pyro right now. There's Pyro. There's Smoke. Uh, the Goddesses show is July 24th. That's the all-women's show. It's going to be great. Um, I'm interviewing Mother Endless, another great persona, mass character. Uh, check that out this Monday. I can't wait for that. I'm a little scared. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, guys, check out Titan Championship Wrestling on Facebook right now. Look into it. See if you guys want to go to a show. Uh, again, I recommend the driving option. That's what I'm very comfortable with. And, you know, more importantly, everyone just stay safe. But, guys, let's get some shameless, shameless promo out of the way because we're all about it here on the BCP. Andrew, I'll throw it to you, shirt. Or uh, shirt. I'll throw it to you first, and I want to hear the lines about the apparel and the shirts. Well, I'm glad you threw it to the shirt. <laughs> this shirt, collar and elbow shirt, and you can get that at collar elbow collar and elbow brand dot com, and you can save ten percent and look fashionable like I am uh, by using that promo code WIQ one hundred one. So I mean, there's no excuse not to go, especially in this time. Uh, or you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WrestlingIQ101. You can listen to us on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I had a blast talking to you, Rob. And, and uh, you, you know, you guys, I have so much fun here. Long overdue, man. And check them out, Wrestling IQ 101. You know, I've been following your guys' footsteps for a while. Uh, they just reposted their interview with Keith Lee. Um, and some of these guys go the extra mile, man, when you do interviews. He was an extra mile guy, I could tell. Um, a lot of big interview guys you guys just posted. So it's good to see those again. And uh, continued success moving forward, bro. This is long overdue. Good to have you. But now let's throw it uh, across the pond, if you will, to uh, Mr. Fowl, who I, again, not worthy, uh, just a mentor. Uh, one day, I hope to be doing just a little bit of what he's doing right now. Tell us a little bit about um, Fowl Original and the Radio Fowl. So thank you very much, Rob. And thank you, Andrew. Now, Rob, this has been like well overdue. Um, trying to get this sorted out has been great. And I'm really excited and really happy to have come here and have this little chat about Extreme Rules. Um, I'm the one that's not worthy. Please understand that. Um, so, but thank you. Um, so I'm a foul original and you can find me on Twitter at foul underscore original. Um, now I've been doing loads and loads of stuff. Radio foul is kind of a passion project and you can find that at radio foul. Um, I'm doing loads of stuff there, but what I'm kind of looking and focusing in at the moment is video editing. And I've been pushing a lot of that on my YouTube channel. So at the moment, I'm doing a series all about the history of aces and eights um, because I'm really bloody excited about Slamversary. Um, and I've been doing a retrospective series on TNA as well. So if you go check that out, there's um, videos varying from 10 minutes to 
45 minutes because I just I'm a masochist. So it's 45 minute video. Um, there's footage in there from TNA and stuff, and it's just kind of looking back. Uh, but that's youtube.com slash Val Original Wrestling. And other than that, I am about doing loads of random shit. So um, yeah, just come check out my Twitter. And then that's my flavor of the week. And that's what I'm up to. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. And I'm loving on Impact. I'm loving Tasha Steeles right now. We we had her on what, a little over a month ago. She's fantastic. The real deal. Uh, such a sweetheart. But in the ring, a force to be reckoned with. So now you got me hyped for the Impact stuff too, guys. I did. Oh my god! It's like Slammiversary is going to be so like I have not been this excited. This is why I was like in TNA mode the second we started. And Andrew, and I was like, I just want to bring this back to TNA because. Slammiversary <laughs> sounds like such like such an exciting show and as as you said rob like those kind of shows that are happening i'm kind of jealous that we don't get them here in the uk like the drive-ins and stuff like that but this is a show that i am so excited for Slammiversary. um really hyped for it i think it's the first big show coming back for me oh, i've got to tell you guys uh since you guys dropped some names for uh, before about your personal friends I will give AEW one up because they brought my personal friend, uh, Soul Train Jones. Oh, yeah. That is your guy. Well, you mean like Soul Train, the meat sauce guy. Is that guy who's got a meat yeah. sauce going on? Yeah, Vir- wrestling right. star Virgil. He's my personal friend. Uh, yeah, it, he's not lying either. They are. That's, wait, that's your... wait a second. Wait a second. Does that mean you can get me some kind of Olive Garden, like, I don't know, backstage pass? No. Because <laughs> I've never been to Olive Garden, and I'd love to go to Olive Garden. <laughs> we we haven't that. been to Olive Garden together, but we did have dinner amongst the stars, and uh, we did have. Uh, he did get me into WrestleCon, so that was kind of neat. So, uh, <laughs> meat sauce really greases the wheels. I didn't know this. Well, yeah, he wasn't booked for WrestleCon in New York, and I, I was online waiting to get in, and he was like, "You need to come with me," and I was like. I can't. And he, he's like, no, you have to come. And I'm like, why am I arguing with Virgil? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to go with Virgil. So, uh, yeah, so he's my buddy. So <laughs> I didn't think tonight I would hear I was arguing with Virgil and then I had to go with Virgil. Thank yeah, you so know. much. Yeah, like for that, just that. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, oh. you need to come with me. And no. And he's like, come on. And I was like, I'm I'm a regular patron here at WrestleCon. I can't just walk in with you. And he was like, "Come on." And I'm like, "Okay." So I walked in with Virgil. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Hey man, only only in this wacky business, man. But that's good to hear. And uh, you know, I just can't wait till we can go back to these cons. You know, obviously this thing needs to be er- eradicated or cured. Um, so, like I always say here, guys, and thank you again so much for a few minutes. This was a ton of fun. Uh, you guys both uh, passed the audition here, so I'm excited to have you guys back in the near future. And as I say, always say here on the BCP, guys, stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We're out. Peace.